Hi, welcome to Someone Else's Movie, the original podcast where an actor, writer, director, or nebulous industry figure gives a little love to a movie they didn't make. I'm Norm Wilner, senior film writer for Now Magazine, and this is the other thing I do. My guest this week is Montreal writer and director Catherine Yurkovich, whose terrific Roads in February won the award for Best First Feature at TIFF last September, was named to Canada's Top Ten at the end of the year, and is screening right now at the TIFF Bell Lightbox. A tiny, delicate drama starring Arlen Aguayo Stewart as a young woman from Montreal and Gloria DeMassi as the grandmother she visits in a small village in Uruguay, it's one of those perfectly realized debuts that works best when you're locked in a small, dark space with it. You should go and see it. Catherine picked L'Introu, or The Intruder, Claire Denis' dense, impressionistic 2004 drama starring Michel Subor as a man in need of a heart, quite literally, and the impact his quest has on everyone around him. But even that description implies a conventional narrative, and The Intruder is not that at all. As Wesley Morris wrote in the Boston Globe, it isn't about about. It's an experiential drama, deliberately distant and emotionally minimalist, a flood of images and tones laid out in a progression that can be deciphered, but maybe shouldn't. You just have to accept what's happening and see where it leads. Obviously, there will be spoilers. Oh, and a note about the sound. We recorded this episode in a meeting room in the light box on the hottest, most disgusting day of the year, so the air conditioning was going full blast and we couldn't turn it off. Hopefully it won't be too distracting. I fiddled with the audio as best I could. Anyway, this is someone else's movie. Well, I mean, when you told me that it was about, you know, a filmmaker, in my case, um, talking about a movie that was important in your life or in your career, I, I yeah, I, I thought of uh, The Intruder, L'Intrus. It, it came, like, alone because it's really a movie that uh, was... A big inspiration for me, and I, I I don't think I'm exaggerating if I say that I am I have I have taken the chance to work in feature fiction because I've seen that movie. You oh, know, wow. I think that when I saw L'Intrus, I, I you know to me it's a monument. It's a magnificent film in every aspect, and I don't think that I will ever make a film that is so so strong and so so um, free. You know, there's a freedom, a formal freedom, a narrative freedom, mm -hmm. like a, 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 it's, I think that that's the first thing that, that, that's, that I found striking about it, that it was so free. And I, and I, and, and it's an expensive movie. There are like, uh, it's a co-production, I think. Yeah, well, there are like many producers. Yeah, she shot in several countries. There's like a, a great cast. It's shot in 35 millimeters. It's long. There are like, um. Lots of locations, you know. I, as a filmmaker, you see the movie and you know, you know, you, you see the money it costs, <laughs> right, right? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if I will ever have the chance to. To to have access to that type of money, but, yeah, I think, because I feel I owe it to this film, that I that I sat down and wrote and wrote a couple of features and, that I saw the possibility of, making a film that has a. a, a, a a real drama, but that, that the narrative can be s um, so free and unexpected, and that also has very, very sensual and very strong, very sensorial vis uh, visuals, mm -hmm. you know, mise-en-scene, the camera work, the closeness to the body, the way, you know, the way, um, yeah, th this link between the spiritual and the physical and, and, and 
you know, I think it's very, it's really, to me, it's a monument. But it's the kind of film that it's, it's complex. It, it may feel a little bit, um, how can I, like a puzzle, like a loose puzzle. Yeah. It may feel a little bit uh, misleading. But when it, you know, the following, the days following the screening, I mean, after you've seen it, you know, it's all the elements resonate, and in the end, and I like that freedom too. You know, and I, it, I think it takes a lot of talent to make a film that not every viewer will understand it in the same way. Some will not really even understand it in the linear way, mm-hmm. but the themes and the, 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 the philosophy of it, the essence of it comes across. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, well, it took me, I think it wasn't until I saw it a second time that I really... It's very complex. Mm-hmm. But I also allowed myself, uh-huh. you know, because you know what you're going to see on a repeat viewing, even if you don't fully understand how it all fits together, your brain isn't working ahead the same way you, you are when you experience a narrative for the first time. Yeah. So this time, the second time through, which was maybe, I'm going to guess, four months after I first saw it, okay. I would have seen it at TIFF and then nothing. You know, it didn't open right away. So it wasn't until I got the chance to catch okay. up to it again that I could watch it and, and start to understand because the rhythms are so elusive. Not yeah. not elusive with an A, but elusive in yeah. that they you, you are not allowed to understand everything yeah. at, at once. And just watching the pieces slot into each other on second thought, on second experience, it's like, oh, okay, this makes sense. I understand why he's doing this. Mm-hmm. Is that, okay, what about this? And the and watching it with an audience the second time and hearing them kind of go, mm, and, and process it at different yeah. points than I was processing it. it was just I love that about Denise she's still doing that with I mean even with High Life she's she's frustrating the audience in a completely yeah. different fashion yeah. but she's making sure mm-hmm. that we aren't just casually watching her film we yeah. have to pay close attention all the time yeah. yes but I feel the intruder it's so strong in the sensorial sense that it's almost like a physical experience that mm. you live yeah that uh, even if you're not the type of viewer who's always paying attention to details and trying to decrypt the narrative, you still get a lot of it, out of it, you know. I think that, um, yeah, she's, she's always um, destroying cliches, you know, destroying expectations. Um, yeah. Well, I just like the idea that she always proceeds from, apparently, um, in every film, she doesn't necessarily believe that the protagonist of her film is someone that we should like or sympathize yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's know, great. In yeah. this film, this is a man who gives yeah. nothing back. Yeah, exactly. He to, takes to us, to the co-stars, yeah. to the world. He's just he's remote. Yeah. I, I, the first time I saw it, I was pretty sure he was the intruder. That that's the intruder yeah, of the yeah, title. Yeah, yeah. That it's not the people who are attacking him. That it's not the heart. The heart. He's the gonna other receive, element. Yeah. yeah. It's just him. He, he emerges into mm-hmm. people's lives and, mm-hmm. you know, take my dogs. Yeah. I want you to have my, take my dogs. It's just that weird yeah. demand. Yeah. of yeah. Every, But he does that with everyone. He, yeah. He's, you know, I want a young heart. I don't want an old person. Yeah, I don't yeah, want a yeah, slow yeah. person. And I don't, I don't mind, I don't care how you're going to find this heart. Just yeah. get it from me. You know? Yeah. He just barges into everyone yeah, else's Yeah, and then lives. there is this, uh, this, this kind of contradiction, which is, which is so... You know, it resonates with what we see in people around us, this, this contradiction where he has a, a son that lives n- nearby, you know, and he sort of ignores it and doesn't really cares about his 
with grandchildren, but then he's ready to like uh, go to the other end of the world to look for a son that uh, he never met, right? Yeah. That he, that he thinks that was born out of a liaison he had with a woman, and, and uh, but in the end he, yeah, in the end he gets what he deserves, right? Yes, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But I like a lot. Um, yeah, I think yeah the the. the for instance, this character that, that you're you right, it's not very pleasant. Um, there is a scene where, where he's with his dogs and he's very, he has a lot, of, a lot of affection for the dogs and he and he embraces the dogs and the way it's shot, you know, he's naked, he's, yeah. he came from a river, you know, like only Claire Denis would do that, like an old, an aging man, naked, embracing like these beautiful dogs, I don't know what race they are, but like, Oh, they're huskies or salmon. Yeah, or like they're like pure, pure. Dogs. Yeah, they're like fantastic beasts, you know, like and beautiful beasts and so on. But I think, yeah, it's very strong. The opening, to me, the opening is is it's it's very interesting, and um, in a way that that it, I think it reflects all most of her work and the way she is, I guess. In it, you know, it's it's. Um, it's kind of um, deconstructing gender um, stereotypes mm-hmm. because the, the film opens with uh, this woman, um, this young woman. She's a oh, border um, guard, yeah. Yeah, border guard. And I'm, I'm, I'm just I don't know. I'm, I think this scene, you know, opening a film with this, I think it's so it's so courageous and so like brilliant, you know, because you're, you're right away you're thrown into something that's oh okay you know, something real, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, she's a border guard and, 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 and she's pretty and young and has long hair and blue eyes, I think, and all, but she's very like, uh, you know, um, kind of mean and, and, and authoritarian and, and controlling and, and, and talking very, in a kind of very aggressive way, right. like suspicious. Except to the dog she's, w- she's working and yeah, to exactly. her to the dog she's loving and yeah, encouraging. Yeah. Yes, good, smell, good. Yeah, it's too. true, but I think that this is more of the type, the, 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 the training, mm-hmm. you know, to obtain from the dog yeah, that he does it, his job. It's just such yeah. a fascinating contrast yes, because everything yes. in her bearing, as you say, is very serious and very Yeah, and you, and you see her and you're like, sh- it's a little bit shocking because, you you know, because again, she's young and pretty and, and, and by all means, pre- you know, she looks feminine, but then she's beca- behaving in this very harsh way and you wonder. And then she gets home and at home her boyfriend, he's uh, taking care of the babies and he's like with this camisole, you yes. know, he's like... Um, this kind of very sensitive uh, skinny man and and so you go oh okay I see how this goes you know this this is their dynamic like he stays at home and takes his take but then she arrives and he starts seducing her and mm-hmm. he gets really erotic and she surrenders to him totally yeah he's very aggressive like, it's consensual but he's very aggressive yeah physically. he's very yeah so it's funny because it's like in f- like I don't know if it's like five minutes or like ten minutes you have all this back and forth of, of stereotypes of, of of genders and and yeah. what you expect and it's you know it's very it's subtle but it's it's there and it takes oh, yeah. you know it I don't think I don't think you can have this I think it's very hard to get this script financed here you know oh, at least yeah. in Quebec maybe you know 
so it's made in 2003, maybe Four, yeah. 2004, maybe Adam McGowan around that time could have done it. Maybe. But he's the only filmmaker. Or yeah. maybe Eric Kahn, but it's not his thing. No. But yeah. you'd have to have that sort of standing in, in Canada. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it but to, today, happen. like, it's, it's so out of the box and it's so all over the place and it's so, like, it's almost like wild filmmaking, you know, something yeah. really, like, and it's sad. I feel it's very sad because, uh, you know, we... we um, we like our authors, we like our like indie filmmakers, but we first of all they don't have to be expensive. Mm. But but still, you know, they're always looking at the scripts in a way that it's um, you know, it's hard. This is the type of thing you have to hide and then you do it on the shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think if you if you were to tell this story here, you would have to shoot most of the outdoor stuff in Sudbury for the tax breaks. Maybe. Right, where it's cold and you can get away with it, or North Bay, wherever okay. we have a studio. Uh, I'll take note of that. Yeah, there must be something in northern Quebec that works. But uh, Sudbury and, and North Bay have this huge, the northern Ontario... Yeah, but I mean the confidence of the funding agencies to say, okay, this is a very special movie, and it's for like very special viewers, <laughs> and we're going to like put like two million into this, so yeah. it can get done, you know. It's oh, that doesn't happen here, no. No. So when I said, I didn't have any expectations. I had only seen, when I saw The Intruder... I had only seen her first feature, which is absolutely not representative of what she's done after, which is very funny. It's a uh, chocolat, chocolat, which is lovely, beautiful, very strong. I mean, you recognize Claire Denis, but but it's not. I feel it's not. Uh, no, it's much. It's much lighter, isn't it? It's, it's lighter. It's much happier, it's, I yeah, think, than most of her cinema. And it's way more. Um, Accessible. Accessible, also in the in the narrative, in the everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I went to see this just because it was there was a retrospective on her work at Cinematheque in Montreal. Oh. Had no idea what I was ex- expecting. It was 2005 or 2006. See, it didn't even make it to the theaters. It opened in a retrospective at the Cinematheque. And I see this and I'm like blown. I'm like like holy, how can she do this? So it was like uh, yeah. I said oh wow. Maybe I can make films. That's wonderful. How old would you have been? Um, late twenties? No, no, early. Yeah, late twenties. Yeah. yeah. I had been working short films and mostly experimental films and video art and a little bit of short fiction. So you were just right in the pocket to receive that. Yes, exactly. But this really hits the hit the, hit the, the right chord. Yeah, I, I had. I think I'd seen everything of hers at that point, but it still feels like a breakaway. Yeah. It, it feels like she's just experimenting with how far she can recede from the audience, how much she can withhold, and how far back the story can be, and how elliptical it can be in the storytelling. Yeah. And then just, you know, the, those characters we've been talking about are not the leads. They're, exactly. they're peripheral, but we spend exactly. all this time with them, and then we're just thrust away. Yeah, but what's interesting is that, I mean, you can... You can also think that these two characters, they, they are, in a way, the effect of the main character. Sure, yeah. You know, because he's his son, and the type of man he is has to do with the type of father he's had. And yeah, the type yeah. of father he is has to maybe compensate for the father he didn't have. So so it's, uh, yeah, but this freedom, you know, on the narrative level, and, and the f- I insist on the formal level, too, because it's just... It's just gorgeous. I mean, you have these scenes like when he, the dogs are running after him with his like, I think his Tinder sticks doing the music, yeah. and his, and and you're like in a kind of trance, you know, and then 
and then you land in a in a very uh, at some point you land in a very esoteric, uh, no, uh, exotic place. Sure. Yeah. You don't know where you are. At some point, she's I think in China, China or, or Korea. Korea, I thought it was. And then yeah, it's Tai Chi, and then it's like. And he's always the same. You know, even he's with always the new the heart, same. nothing has changed. He's the same that, person. Yeah, yeah. And he's supposed to be our, our, our center, our yeah. focus. But he gives us nothing, and so no, you just exactly. So you're just looking at what he does to other people yeah. and how these other people are affected by him. Yeah, and it's again, the question I always end up asking filmmakers, and, and when I'm talking to them about their movie, is when did you know this would work? When did you realize this could work yeah, as a story? Yeah. And I, I have to believe she knew from the very beginning, this is how it would have to be, mm-hmm. that, it, that, that you know, form dictates function, because you can't just find this in the editing room. There's, there's no, no way you could create this not. after the yeah. fact. Yeah, no, I don't think. Uh, there's a deliberateness, I mean, there's a deliberateness to all of her films, but, yeah. but this one, more than any other one, yeah. just feels like there's no yeah. r- margin for error. She knew what she was doing with the directing of the actors and with mm-hmm. where the camera's placed and how close mm-hmm. or how far and the animal actors are even on the page somehow. Yeah, yeah. All the dogs get it. <laughs> I don't know how yeah, that and works. That, yeah, and that Beatrice Dahl character, you know, just yeah. with wearing this fur and coming out of her nap, I think. And yeah, saying, just impatient. Your dogs everything. are like, you get the hell out of here with your dogs. Yeah, <laughs> and we never really understand what that means because the dogs look so nice. Yeah, well, because I yeah I think she knows him very well. But, uh, oh yeah, I think. And the char- I think the casting is she's I like a lot Claire Denise casting. They're, her characters are very charismatic. They are never beautiful by st- the standards, the usual standards. I'm thinking of uh, yeah the 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 lover of the main character. You know, she she works at a drugs a pharmacy mm, a pharmacist. Yes, she's yeah. like a I don't know how you uh, say Yeah, pharmacist. She she's, she's a pharmacist. And she speaks very soft, and she seems like the sweetest woman on earth. And and she has all these um, freckles. Freckles, yeah. but like very very intense freckles. You know, the the kind of uh, the kind of visage that you would think, wow, how she has to be courageous to want to be an actress with such a special, beautiful, but very special. So her casting also is amazing, I think. All the the choices are so uncanny in this movie, I find. Yeah. Yeah. And the the whole effect is that you've just spent, you know, you spend 130 minutes in somebody else's life. Mm -hmm. You've disconnected completely. Yeah, totally, yeah. And we don't really know anything more than we did when we came in no. at least not on first viewing and then you have to decipher it mm-hmm. and I, I read some of the, the uh, American and Canadian reviews oh, just yeah? to catch up just to wonder how people I, I didn't, didn't. Really read them at the what, time. What? Uh, some people are uh, puzzled in an interesting you know they, they, they want to know more mm-hmm. or they want to know less and you know they would have preferred to have even less of an experience okay. there was one review that uh, pointed out the physical symmetry of how the scar on his chest lines up with the freckles on her back at one point, and how that's a, an image. And I, I missed that one completely. Yeah, me I too. Have to say, I, did, <laughs> I did not see it, but okay. I can acknowledge that it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's it too, because the because the absolute lack of a mm-hmm. of a what's the term of a guide track. Mm-hmm. We don't have anything yeah. to hold on to, so our minds can go wherever we want. Yeah, yeah. And it becomes this, you know, David Lynch does it 
I think. Yes, as well. but David Lynch has yes, it's but, true. It does. But his stuff it's, is very specific. It's, to yeah, him. it's more controlled. Like it, it, yeah. it, you really feel that he knows where he's going. And I like Claire Denis because, like, I suppose she relies a lot of intuition. I mean, she obviously has very you know uh, elaborate and, and tight scripts, but then on set she probably because it works. But like you said, it, you have the impression that it works that it was close to not working, but it works. Yeah. But I, I don't think this is right. I think that it's uh, just the type of, uh, type of the type of talent she has, you know, to, to this kind of in intuition and, yeah. Yeah, she knew it would land. She could feel her yeah, way through yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I, I, would, I would not doubt that it would land. It's funny that you yeah. bring that up. Because there, are, I mean, there are a lot of very strong elements. You know, there's a Russian woman chasing after him. The fact that the heart. Well, there's a lot of spoilers here, of course. Sure. The fact that the heart he end up, ends up receiving is from his own son. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of very strong things. And I think that there's a lot of coherent. Not maybe in the terms of storyline, where you can be puzzled and you can be lost. I think that there's a lot of a lot of coherence in the more essential philosophical issues you know? mm -hmm. and um, although I think it's structured for that yeah. maybe if, if nothing else it's yeah, pointing exactly. us exactly and it's actually inspired by I don't know yeah a novel yes uh, written by it's a not a novel it's a philosophical essay oh. by a French philosopher called Jean-Luc Nancy okay. which I like a lot I haven't have you read it I, I never did I read the essay it's very hard to understand if you don't have like, a good understanding of phenomenology he, it's his a uh, Philosophy specialized. This is the branch that he phenomenology, phenomenology, mm -hmm. which makes sense because it has to do with. Uh, I mean, it's connected with cinema in a way. You know how you, you are uh, impact. The cause and effect. Yeah, and the impact of uh, things, but. Uh, so Jean Luc Nancy is a French philosopher, who wrote a lot of philosophy about art as well. About about listening audio and audio art as, as well and um, he's kind of a poet poet of uh, philosophy and he had a, a heart replacement being quite young actually with 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 you know when you have a quite young yeah well, yeah I don't know exactly but not the not the usual age for for like a serious heart problem okay and um I think his life expectancy, even with the, the new heart, was you know was limited, and he's been living like, for like 30 years with the new heart. He's like a, a miracle, and I, obviously this experience has has, uh, has influenced his thinking. And so he wrote this short essay. I read it at a time when I saw the movie, and to be honest, I didn't get most of it. Um, I do I do like some of his writing. I do understand, but this one was very special. So again, like you wonder how from that she went to the movie, but it's again this kind of like huge freedom and, and just uh, intuition based. But yeah, the the new hard intrusion. The, yeah. yeah, is the I mean thematically, does it line up? Do you, did you feel they, did they did you see the peril the connection between the two or are they are they separate entities? Not really. Yeah. No, not really. No. I think it's more like she she was inspired by his reflection and then she wrote the script. Okay, I thought it was a I, I didn't realize it was an, an essay. I thought it was sort of a, a, a 
semi-autobiographical memoir or novel. But that's actually more interesting. Yeah, it. but it's a text, uh, you know, highly philosophical. Yeah, that yeah. you would just not like find a story. this and decide to yeah. build a story around it. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that explains why it's so elliptical, because they're just fragments and pieces that... Probably. You can stitch on. I don't know, I, yeah. I think she just, I don't know, she just went wild. She just said, I, I'm going to, like, really do what I want to do, and it's going to be intense and it's gonna be you know uh, pure pure emotion pure feeling pure music pure image pure bodies uh, I don't know mm-hmm. all this almost as if the narrative is an excuse you know? yeah it just wants to explore the yeah and the talk idea. about all these resonances of, of the I think that's when she's at her strongest as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. when she is, when she just has something that she's picking at. Yeah. And yeah. the story around it is just like Trouble Every Day, where it's really yeah. just an excuse yeah, exactly. to explore yeah. the flesh, the carnality, and, and what that means. Yeah, or Baudravai, you know, sure. Baudravai, it's, it's the, 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 the plot, it's one line, you know, it's very, and it's, but yet it's great because it's about, um, Trahison, how do you say this? Uh, betrayal, betray, yeah. betrayal between men, which you, you know, in a, in a something that you would again this gender. Um, she's always exploring these gender stereotypes because this, the type of betrayal that the commander does to his uh, younger soldier, it's uh, you know, it's one that you would say well, between women. You know, it's silly, it's jealousy. You know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's simple cruelty. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, but it's based on jealousy. It's almost like a like a soap type of, yeah, yeah. you know, situation. I think the biggest joke of that film is that she was, I mean, it's true, but it's still funny that she could walk around and say, oh, it's based on Melville, it's Billy Biden's. No, it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's, well, that's, that's yeah. It is if it was more, yeah, if it was Gossip Girl by way of Billy Bud, but the idea that it is just, it's, it's literary, so you have to take it seriously. I'm pretty sure she was kidding, but everyone believed it, and so it became this, oh, it's a very serious literary adaptation, and you look at it and it's like, well, yes, but it's also about pure emotion and, and yeah. physical motion and bodies. Exactly, and, exactly. And yeah, and simple rage. And, exactly. And so is, um, so is uh, Subtle Episode Bastards, really. I haven't and seen it's Bastards. It's just about, it's about cruelty, yeah. ultimately, and what people are willing to inflict yeah. on on their own and their family, their flesh. It's 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 not bad, but it's very very ugly. Very and ugly. Very yeah. intentionally I'm not sure so. And, uh, yeah. High life is similarly cruel, but also detached. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's special. And there's a coldness about it, a mm-hmm. coldness about it. But but uh, I think yeah, Bodhavai. You have the cruelty, but among the soldiers, you have complicity. You have uh, you know friendship. Male friendship. The idea of brotherhood. Yeah. You know, in, a, in, a, in a unit. Yeah, it's nice. Um, Possibility of attraction, but not really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like always, you know, she, what I like is that she's always acknowledging the complexity of things, you know, complexity of human beings, um, relationships, uh, desire. You know, all these things are always. Yeah, they have many facets, you know, many faces, many um, aspects to it, and and also contradictions, and they are changing, and they and they change in the, depending on the context. 
So I really like that she she and this is this is difficult to do that she managed to make movies where you know nothing. It feels like she's not simplifying anything for the viewer. That she's and yet it's not so obscure. You know, it's you can you can you get it. But yeah, it's true. She doesn't get in the way of the of the emotion, but she's also not foregrounding yeah. it. It's just there. Yeah. And. That and means we have to concentrate on the relationships. Yeah, and I try to do that too. I don't like movies that that are, are like openly trying to reach your emotions. You know, I just, I mean, you you know, I, I'm more. I try more to concentrate on the emotion of the, the, the actors and the characters. But I'm, I don't like when I watch a movie and I f- and I feel that what they that they are trying to kind of make me cry or make me feel this or that. I like I like when there is space between me and the film so that I can invest the film and, and, and I have this distance where I can judge for myself. And I think that a lot of well most mainstream cinema doesn't allow for this space. It's as if they are afraid of you start thinking now, you yeah. know, you're starting to lose the audience. Yeah, but lo- it's not losing it, it's it's it's, it's kind of leaving the audience, like trusting the audience that they can have a judgment and that they can choose whether they engage with this scene or not and so on. And I think that she has that, like, um, you know, it's, it's very, there's a, there's, there is a lot of room for the, for the viewer, for the audience. And, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing that, uh, that struck me the most about, about Roads in February was simply that you establish a premise where the characters have to sit with each other just physically exist together because there's nowhere to go and nothing to do exactly and, and that <laughs> uncomfortable feeling that you haven't connected properly uh-huh. where people you know a mainstream comedy would start they'd start trying to do stuff there'd be physical business there'd be something for the, yeah. the actors to do and and instead we just watch who they are yeah together yeah and it's yeah, it's something that doesn't happen very much anymore in, in um, Canadian cinema. It just yes. isn't about waiting, right? It's about movement. Yeah. And your film is just and and a lot and a lot about talking. Yeah. And using a lot the dialogue to as a vector for information. And mm-hmm. No, here I mean it's just as important to watch someone prepare dinner. Yeah, exactly. It says a lot about the the, the person, about how she feels with regards to the other person mm-hmm. and so on. Yeah. It's a, I like what I like the most when I'm on a set what I like the most is observing really mm-hmm. and uh, I find it's very interesting to see wha- wha- how the uh, how the, the uh, different persons especially the actors the, the DP the art director how they appropriate what you've been writing for years yeah. and they interpret it and what they what they do with it and I like I don't go and give directions and instructions too much. I like watching. I think that really observing. It's it's very nice to take the time to observe and see what because you discover things that sometimes are more interesting than what you would what happen if you go straight and say okay do this do that. Yeah. So I, I like observing and I think that the road character it's a lot about the main character. It's it's a character that, that's trying to understand and, and observing also. The well, whole film it's about the, yeah, about yeah. She's a photographer, so she has that already in her. In yeah, her but bones, she's more but like a she's a 
kind of amateur photographer. Yeah. So it's so she's learning to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. Anyway, so mm, so that uh, that the intruder was a was a shock. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is the, the the final question on the podcast is also always the same. Um, so, is there something in in the intruder or in Denise's work that you've incorporated yourself, or consciously or unconsciously, tried to uh, to borrow? I don't know because the, love of the sun seems to be part of it. The sun, yeah, but it's it's not going to be so present in my next film. So <laughs> it's um. So there were some shots in Roads in February that sort of struck me as, as resembling white material a little bit. But Maybe I was told that about a short I made before Rhodes that oh, it yeah. felt like a Claire Denis movie, and and I hadn't. My editor said that, and I had never mentioned Claire Denis yet. And I was like, oh, you've just, you've just tell me, you, you're just telling me like the best thing, <laughs> <laughs> the best uh, compliment. I, you know, I to be honest, I wish I could say yes, I've incorporated, but I, I. I don't know. I think that it's not up for, to me to judge. I try to. I try to. I yeah, especially her early work. You know, like Intruder, Bodhava, even Chocolat. Mm-hmm. I try to to uh, have this presence of the senses. You know, the sensorial. But it has a lot to do with her DP. You know, she collaborates with Anne Godard, mm-hmm. the, the the director of photography was like amazing and the, the two together they are just like a fantastic team you know so yeah um, there is a quality that's uniquely uh, that I, I recognize in a shot now and maybe it's just the combination in the old one of the older films of the grain and the light and the skin but they do yeah. something with flesh yeah that exactly is immediately, oh that's yeah. a Claire Denis shot that's exactly the, the bodies the flesh the, 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 the yeah exactly yeah the movement of the body, the, the way the, the body is in the frame, it's in the space, you know, there's something that it's, yeah, that is very strong, that I like a lot. I don't think of, I haven't done it in rows. I don't think it was justified, it was not the right kind of language for this movie, but uh, I don't know, it's just inspiring. <laughs> I mean, it's something to have, it's, it's good to have a, mm-hmm. a guiding. Yeah. A guiding artistic sort of uh, presence. Yes, yes, yes. Aspirational. Yes, it's incredible. Like she, I, she's so. She's not known. She's she's she would deserve to be like so much no, more. No, you know, not widely known. Yeah. Because the thing also is that you don't have really that many women film filmmakers who have had like a twenty years career, and or thirty in her 30 case, now, thirty yeah. and shooting every two three years. You know, I mean, who gets this? Like, it's it's amazing. Yeah, just realizing it how many films there are. It takes a lot of passion, are. you know, and a lot of, yeah. Yeah, I managed to miss um, Let the Sunshine In. Yeah, I, I missed I, it too. I just I just bought it. I just got the Criterion disc. And I'm, oh, okay. I'm looking forward to it now, even though I have, I've already seen High Life. I have to go back and catch up. Yeah. But it's one of those pleasures that you could look yeah. forward to. You know, I have two hours of a new Claire Denis somewhere down the yeah, line. Yeah, exactly. It's mm. like a ca- you know, candy waiting for you, like a little treat. Exactly. Yeah. Good. No, but that's amazing, you know. It's, uh, yeah, I think every two, three years she makes a new fiction, a new mm-hmm. feature. It's like, wow. So it's uh, and and it's not accessible work, and it's not for everybody, and it's uh, no. and well, it's not predictable, and so it's she's really 
Yeah, it's just a big inspiration. Oh, good. I mean, yeah, it's certainly a career to aspire to, if nothing yeah. else, to just be that prolific. And yeah, that, and it's so funny because she made her first film quite late. She was 40, I think, 39, 40. Yeah, I think that's right. So she spent a lot of time, like, uh, kind figuring of, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and helping others, filmmakers. She was first assistant. So that's right. She was she on. She worked with Wim Wenders, with Jim Jarmusch. So it's very interesting, you know, it's, uh, and I do feel that women, when they do their first feature, they tend to be older than guys, and it tends to be more mature work, and um, so yeah, it's an interesting, uh, yeah, I think everyone should look, look at these films. <laughs> yeah, and maybe take their time making their first. Mm. Yeah, take the time, yeah. You know, time is our gold, you know? Yeah. Or fortune, or for a work to mature, you know, the time is really important. My thanks to Catherine Yurkovich, whose excellent first feature, Roads in February, is playing right now at the Tiff Bell Lightbox in Toronto. If you're in town, see it. Thanks also to Nagar Hatami and Caitlin Garvey. They know what they did. Catherine's not on Twitter, and neither is her movie, and just to make things extra difficult, The Intruder doesn't seem to be streaming anywhere at the moment. There's an out-of-print Wellspring DVD that you can find used at various online stores, though, and hopefully this means Criterion is working on a new edition. They've been pretty good with Denise stuff. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Norm Wilner, and elsewhere on the internet at nowtoronto.com. You can also find this podcast on Twitter at Semcast, S-E-M-Cast, and on the web at someoneelsesmovie.com. If you feel like leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you enjoy the show, that would be greatly appreciated. Every little bit helps. It truly does. Oh, and check out the other shows on the Frequency Podcast Network. They're pretty good. Thanks for your support, and thanks for listening. See you next week.